Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Kind. M-I-P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Kind. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time of the month it is. First of the month. And so first of the month, we talk about what happened last month in terms of jobs and job creation. The last time you all remember the April jobs report was rather uh, dismal. Um, we've got something a bit better, I think, this time around. And here to talk to us all about it is the chief economist at the Center on Budget.org, the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, our buddy, Chad Stone. Hey, Chad, how are you, man? Hey, Mark, I'm well. How are you? I'm just fine. So how are you feeling about 559,000 jobs? That's not anything to sneeze at, is it? That's right. 559,000 jobs, another 27,000 from revisions to the past two months. That's a very solid jobs report. After all the stir that a still still under normal circumstances, good report last month, but way below what people were expecting, got everyone in, in a tizzy. Um, and this, this, this writes the ship a little bit, but it reminds us that going forward, the economy is going to keep improving, but monthly jobs numbers are going to jump around. They always do. Um, there's, it's not a, it's not a smooth path. It's not a straight line up. It's, I mean, it's going to be right. Overall, we're going to be shrinking the jobs gap, mm -hmm. but not at the same pace every month. Right. Um, and we can largely, I guess, attribute this to, to more people being vaccinated. Um, that's why the jobs are opening. And we also know, um, that childcare has been an issue. And if I'm not mistaken, there was some help in terms of child care funding that was in one of the bills. And as that lands where it should land, people will have the child care necessary so they can go back to work, correct? Certainly, child care responsibilities have been something that has been a, an issue for many families. Mm -hmm. And uh, relieving that makes it easier for mothers to go back to work if they want to be if they want to go back to work. 
So we're seeing that. So there's a, there's this debate about is unemployment insurance holding back people from going to work? Well, maybe a little bit, but there's all these other things going on as well. But it's becoming safer. So that's making people willing to go back to work. As you're saying, childcare is becoming more available. Now in the summer, um, school's going to be out, so there'll still be there'll still be issues. But tremendously important that vaccines are proceeding and the COVID is really coming under control. That can move us back to normal. We're not at normal. We're still way below normal, but we're going in the right direction and we have stuff in place to keep us going in the right direction. So obviously the administration wants to put the most positive spin on this, but one of the Center on Budgets graphics does say that we're still at a $7.6 million job deficit, correct? $7.6 million job deficit, yes. That's just to get back to where we were in February of 2020 when things started. Uh, but in the meantime, the population has been growing. Uh, the potential labor force has been growing. So we may, we may be as many as 10 million jobs behind where we need to be. So we're chasing a rising trend of people who would want to be working down the road. But we're, as I keep saying and will keep saying, we're, we're definitely going in the right direction. And this was, a, this was a very solid jobs report. But there's a long ways to go. Yeah. Labor force participation rate a down 0.1 percentage point, employed population up 0.1 percentage point, 9.3 million unemployed, up from 5.7 million in February 2020. So these are still some things that 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 have to be overcome. The share of population with a job, 58% in May, highest in over a year. And one of the other things that, that you have raised, and this is important for us to understand, even though the drop job growth is strong, Chad, we still need unemployment insurance reform, don't we? We do. We still have a lot of unemployed workers. We have a bunch of states that are prematurely cutting off the federal benefits that run through uh, September 6th. They're making arguments about, about it. It's, being, it's hard to find workers. But last month's report, they really seized on because it seemed as though something was holding back job creation. This month's report should ease that considerably. And as in last month's report, this month's report had substantial growth in leisure and hospitality jobs. That would be the sector most likely to have workers whose unemployment insurance benefits are put them at a, a larger weekly amount than their jobs, but they're going back to work. So yeah, but, but, but the most important thing to know about the unemployment insurance system is that the benefits that got enacted during the pandemic, the CARES Act benefits, they were incredibly helpful to unemployed workers and to the economy. <laughs> it's what you'd like the future to look like in yeah. some ways, but the underlying state system that these measures were designed to make up for is really pretty bad in a lot of states where, mm -hmm. where the benefits are low, the number of weeks are low, eligibility is restricted, lots of people get turned down for benefits for not good reasons. So fundamental reform of the unemployment insurance system, which is something that the president has urged and something that we at the center and, uh, and other groups are very involved in talking about because it, the system has just been getting worse over time. And every time we come out of a recession, some states decide, you know, instead of collecting taxes from employers to keep our system robust, we're going to uh, we're going to cut back. We're going mm -hmm. we're we're to cut back on benefits rather rather than increase the contribution that employers make on behalf of workers to the system. So we need we need reform in a lot of dimensions. More MIP after this message. What would that reform look like, Chad, if, if, it, if it were up to you? So there are three 
aspects of the of the state systems. One is broadening eligibility to include people who have to quit their job for compelling family reasons, which only in some states can you do that. Quit your job because of, of abuse at work or of some other family emergency. Um, so expanding eligibility, making it, e- making it easier for people to qualify for unemployment insurance with by looking at a broader, a broader period over which they've earned income. Unemployment insurance is supposed to be for people who are attached to the labor force. But if you're if you're relatively recently, you know, if you've been employed for, for the past year and you lose your job, your most recent earnings in many states don't count towards qualifying you for unemployment insurance. And, and so what's called monetary determination, which is too restrictive, can rule you out. There are things that states could do to make that better. Number of weeks of benefits. 26 used to be the standard and still is in most states, 26 weeks of regular UI benefits as the max that you can collect. Following the Great Recession, for the reasons that I talked about, states not wanting to fortify their systems after they were depleted in in the Great Recession, cut back on benefits. They reduced the number of weeks so that in some states, number of weeks went as low as 12 rather than 26. So eligibility, oh, and, and benefit levels. Benefit levels are very low in many states. And so raising benefit levels. So if, if we said you qualify for benefits if you have these if you have these attributes, you get a benefit that is least as large as this. And in other words, raise the minimum benefit that you could qualify for, and that you get at least 26 weeks of, of benefits. So all that stuff. The final thing is to have a permanent what we call automatic stabilizers in economic jargon, which is that that extra weeks of benefits and a bump to benefit levels kick in automatically when state unemployment rates go up so that you don't have to go through Congress deciding. I mean, they decided very fast on the CARES Act measures, uh, but that was atypical. Usually it takes too long. And so if you have, if you have triggers that bring the benefits on automatically, that, that means you're not beholden to Congress deliberating and dilly-dallying about, about getting them out. Plus, on the other side, as conditions improve, they phase down automatically. So you don't have to have these fights all the time about should we continue it or should we not continue it? Will we cut it off prematurely? Will it go on too long? So there's not that many lists. I went on for a long time about what, about the stuff on it. But um, those, those are the important aspects of UI reform. And, and we hope that that can happen. Folks, nothing much has changed in terms of some of the other numbers we looked at, look at monthly. States and um, local budget, uh, local uh, localities have cut jobs. But we can we'll probably see an improvement in that come September when school reopens, right? Or August, for that matter. Well, well, we've already been seeing an improvement uh, over the past several months from from the worst. A- a- any statistic you pick looks horrible in April of 2020. Mm-hmm. That was the absolute bottom. Many of them have gotten better. Some some slowly. And state and local government employment is is still very high. It's not as bad as it had been. And most most of those job losses are in education and education related activities: bus drivers, cafeteria right. workers, and so forth. So those those have actually um, local employment has has actually come back come come back some, but it has a ways to go. Yeah, it still has a way to go. More MIP after this message. We also still see racial and ethnic disparities in the share of the prime age population with a job. Workers of color, especially women, likelier 
to lose jobs in the crisis. Well, let's let me stop. They just deal with, with with the latter. It looks like the percentage of workers of color, particularly women, who've lost jobs improved. I'm I'm, I'm focusing on one that was the largest too. That was black women. It seems like last month it was in in about eight percent. Am I wrong? It's uh, and you may not have all this in front of you, but it was maybe seven percent, seven point one percent last month. It, it's so yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're measuring it. For, we're measuring the decline from February, and there's some bouncing around in those, yes. in those data. Yeah, right, right. there's still large numbers. Right, right, right. It, and it's still not a significant dent in in solving the problem. So we'll have to see. I mean, hopefully this is what well, do you think the five hundred fifty nine thousand? Uh, let, let's do what we did during the recession. You and I, well, it wasn't you and I, it was you. I'm, you know, you did it and I supported it because <laughs> you have all the, the information. There was a number, a benchmark we set during the recession, if you recall, that the economy needed to produce this many jobs every month to kind of stay on track and climb out of that. Have you come up with what that number would be in this current, for lack of a better word, I guess not a recession, but a, I guess a pan session or, or whatever you want to call it in, in this crisis? Have you figured out what that number ought to be to close in a reasonable and a, and a, and a realistic amount of time, the 7.6 million gap? Haven't figured that out because it's it's more con- complicated with, with, the, with the jobs bouncing around. But the numbers we got this month, over the next few months, between that and 700,000 will get us a good way. We're on track to recover faster than we did in the Great Recession. But it's, of course, it's about the future. But we should hope to see 500,000 job improvements. Yeah. Yeah. But, but fluctuations around 500,000 jobs or higher for a while, to, yeah. because we, we, still, we still have a ways to go. But the kinds, of, the kinds of increases we've seen this year are large. Compared with, you know, in the Great Recession, we were talking about 200,000 jobs a month. And now we're talking about a larger number than that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the hole's deeper. Yeah. And, and no, that's that's important and, and good. It, this looks like a good number. I mean, it's, it's hard to quibble over 500,000. Well, it should be six or 700, you know, and we know people are going to say that anyway. Um, but the last president didn't produce any. Those who were saying that, those who support him. Um, so that's very important. And, and this president really isn't either. I mean, it's indirect. It's the, it's the policy, it's the vaccination. It's all of that that is making a difference. As you put out, lesion hospitality coming back, uh, schools coming back, all of that will make in the long run, maybe make somewhere around the 500,000 approximation more realistic as, as time goes on, right? Well, I think we should look for five hundred thousand over the, at least five hundred thousand a month over the next several months. Okay, on average, and that we will look for, because Chad Stone said so. I said to the secretary, he should make you assistant secretary or something. He has a very good chief economist in Janelle Jones from EPI. Yeah, but I didn't say I didn't say chief economist. I said assistant secretary of you. Oh, that you have to administer stuff. You don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I can dig it. You want to do what you like to do. You like numbers. I know that's right, man. I know that. I hear, I hear you, brother. Chad Stone, everyone. Follow him at Chad CBPP on Twitter and you get the link to his latest blog post. May, May job growth, the month of May job growth. Strong, but unemployment insurance reform still needed. See, Chad is a, is a conscious economist. 
in the sense he doesn't just crunch the numbers and repeat them to us, but he talks about what's necessary to improve the numbers and better yet to make the lives of the American workers better and more whole. So we appreciate that as well. And that's what is necessary, you know, in, in this, what he's saying about unemployment insurance. Mark, if you'll, if you'll let me, I want to I wanna also recommend a uh, CBPP paper that's on our website now that looks broadly across programs that can improve racial justice, can help low-income folks. And it's a paper that a lot, of, a lot of good work by a lot of folks at the center went into, and it's up on our website now. Very good. Uh, Chad, I, we, we maybe we won't get into it now, but I see something, you know, something, you see so many things come across your eyes. It seems I also saw something about uh, consumer spending improving as well in this moment. Have you have you seen that? Have you looked at that at all? Well, yeah. I mean, part of the recovery is that retail sales, that's a lot okay. of consumer spending, had, uh, has been improving. We, we are definitely in a recovery. Now, recovery and going from the... Uh, you know, from the basement to the fourth floor is not the same as going to the 12th floor, but yeah. but it's a recovery. You're going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And that spending like that also helps create sustained jobs, too, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Chad Stone, Chad CBPP on Twitter. Also sit on budget.org. Keep up with it all. They got great charts and graphs as well. You'll be a lot smarter if you read out, read what they have. Chad, thank you, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. Talk to you. Wonderful. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.